and welcome to episode 176 of the 601 Indicast. My name is Mike Townger. Tonight I'm joined by half voice man, Kyle Stevenson. And half ear man. And half ear man. Yeah, I'm half man. Half man? Yeah. And full man, Matthew Wright. Full man. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what's the deal with animal crackers? I'm not a huge fan. Really? Yeah, even, even like the frosted ones. Yeah. Oh, I, no, fuck the Frosted Ones. Just OG Animal Crackers. Are we oh, talking yeah, no, like in the, the Frosted Ones? The P.T. Like, Barnum Cardboard Box? Here's I don't know the brand here's name, the sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, while we were watching this WWE press event, this unprecedented kickoff to WrestleMania, um, I, I noticed in the kitchen we had some Animal Crackers, and uh, they were not in the little the little box with that string. Mm-hmm. There was in a, a plastic Ziploc thing. Got to say, the vessel for carriage definitely affects taste. Need that little Should box. it be updated? Should animals be still transported in train cars? Correct. They shouldn't. Yeah, no. But my crackers? We also shouldn't be eating crackers that look like animals. They're so good though. So here's the thing. I, they're even better, in my opinion, when they're like a little, like maybe a day or two opened up and they get a little softer, a little squishier mm-hmm. in your mouth. But here's the thing. Um, I've never found the proper pairing of a liquid. drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. of liquid. Everything tastes like ass with animal crackers. <laughs> because animal crackers taste like <laughs> they, they don't though. They don't. <laughs> like they dissolve, and then you're like, "Oh, this is what it actually tastes like." All food dissolves. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's called science. <laughs> chemical breakdowns. Anyways, speak of having a chemical breakdown, you are listening to the Six One Indicast, a weekly video game podcast amplifying the indie scene and smaller games outside of the AAA space. New episodes drop each and every Monday morning on all major podcast feeds and youtube.com slash six one indie. Supporters on patreon.com slash six one indie can tune in live as we record and gain access to clocked out the indicast post show. But if money is tight, no worries. You still can show your support with a simple click. Wherever you're listening, go ahead and leave this podcast a review. Follow 61Indie on socials. Subscribe and hit the bell on YouTube. Follow on Twitch and tell your friends all about us. Shout out to the PD fans supporting on Patreon. Brett Griffin, Kobe Cordes, Jacob McCourt, who has a review of Boston Knights over on the website currently. JC, Jill Grote, Nicholas Johnson, Nicole Humphrey, Play Jason, The Compound, Silcanet in chat. Hello. Stingray X, Ellie, and Cole, a.k.a. The Good Sir housekeeping for you guess what the showcase it's still happening march 20th get hyped that's all i got for you me and kyle will be in brooklyn on saturday to film the damn thing i'm i gotta say i teased this for the well, uh, I get lost showcase producers Absolutely. <laughs> possibly uh i teased this for the showcase producers over on patreon.com slash six one indie you will become a showcase producer directly support the show and get some behind the scenes goodies um i can't wait for us to have like our first half of the the podcast where we do like the the behind the scenes thing mm-hmm. just to talk about everything that's transpired in the past <laughs> week or so. Uh, there's some cool things, some not very cool things. <laughs> Mostly not cool. It all, it's all fine. <laughs> it all worked out. Um, but like I, 
after like everything got settled from what we're referring to i i like it felt like a therapy session on patreon i was just like kind of venting to the camera uh so hey if you want to support on one of those producer tiers you could uh see me post madness mid madness i don't know did you did you start with the sigh did you did you turn the camera on and go (sighs) (laughs) i i might (laughs) have honestly i think i was like well we got some good news and we got some bad news (laughs) Is that I where you, you uh, talked a lot of shit about me getting sick and having to postpone no, the shooting? No. Is that what? Is that what? I defended your honor during that oh, video. Okay, okay. Immune system. I said. <laughs> I said I would. I refuse to do things without you during that video. And to be fair, I was like, Mike, just go do it. I can't. I just can't. You can do it by yourself. I said, "Fuck no, we're gonna make this even more difficult for us." <laughs> I wasn't writing a. I wasn't reworking that fucking script. Anyways. Six Way Indie Showcase, it's going to be a great time. All this chaos, honestly, a lot of blessings in disguise, I would say. Mm. Just with where things are at currently. So, uh, yeah, that's happening March 20th. Tell your friends all about it. It's going to be, I think it's going to be the best one yet. I know I sound like a broken record every time we talk about these showcases and do the showcases, but, man, the lineup fucks. (laughs) It really does. (laughs) Um, Especially our openers on our clothes. They're over 18, and they fuck. <laughs> What's the matter, Matt? <laughs> Took it there, man. <laughs> we slapped make... an age on it, and yeah. they are having consensual sex. Absolutely consensual. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke, but it's way too inside baseball right now, and it would, it would have to wait for the post show. <laughs> so, anyways, tonight is all about Next Fest. It is part one of our Steam Next Fest impressions stuff for february 2024 um man next fest like every time it happens so like granted me and kyle are on, on the inside working it um actually kyle this is a great place to start i know we have to be like delicate with how we talk about things because obviously we're working with vicarious pr and we do pr for, for video games and a lot of games are in next fest so full disclosure but just like broad strokes how are you doing <laughs> this next fest this is being your first one Right, that's this is your great, first one. That's a great question, Mike. I was I was there, I think, for a tail end of one. Sure, yeah. When I started, uh, but this is my first one from like beginning to end. Um, it's going. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, it is. It's 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 really kind of mind bending to see how much work goes put in goes into it behind the scenes of just making sure and and not even just making sure everything's running correctly. It's just making sure that people are viewing your games mm-hmm. and making sure you're doing all you can possibly do to get your games as much coverage as possible kind of thing. And it's tough when there's, do we have a total of how many games are part of next fest this year? I, I didn't just like the total in general. Like, it's <laughs> like, I think it's like over 500. Yeah. That's it's absolutely insane. And they're all great games. You just want people to play them and check them out. And it's so hard because everyone has limited time. And it, there's limited so bandwidth. much. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. Obviously we can't like get into the nitty gritty of it. Maybe one day we'll, we'll yeah, do that no. kind of stuff. Um, or that's probably a better fit for indie council, the way we kind of talk about industry stuff. But um, 
I figured a great place to kick off our impressions conversations. Obviously, we got to play a bunch of the demos uh, somehow fit in time to play some demos. And uh, yeah, we're going to just talk about that kind of stuff tonight. And again, next week when Becca is back on the show, because I know she's been playing a lot of stuff. But I figured a great place to start is with the good sir. He asks, how do you guys approach playing so many demos? Do you each play one to completion or just long enough to get a feel for what game, what the game is, whether you like it or not, do you bounce off early before completion in order to get through as many demos as possible? Matt, I <laughs> don't understand how you've been functioning this week. I would like your take on this question. <laughs> so, yeah, that's actually a really good question, uh, Cole. Um, and without divulging what my breakdown is per game demo, I will say my average playtime during per demo is about 15 minutes um generally you can get a good idea of what a game is and what it's about and if you would like to continue um normally if i do want to continue a game i wait like i'll stop playing and like cool this is on my wish list i'm ready for when it releases and i've played and know enough about what the game is to talk about it with my constituents with my buddies um if the game is just too good i spend what an hour and 20 minutes doing absolutely goddamn everything in that demo. Um, so it, it, it's, yeah, it's deciding what to play is another different story because I literally doom scroll. I spent two and a half hours after work, working late and still doing that, sitting in this chair, just trying to find cool games. So what, what about you guys? How, how do you decide what and how many, how much is too much? Kyle, do you want to take it? I know you didn't play much yeah. slash anything, um, but do you have a thought on this process? When I, when I look through them all, I, I see, like, because I know time is super limited just in my life, so I want to make sure I play the ones that I absolutely want to get to. And most of the time, there are games that I've been following for a little bit. So I make it a point to find, like, the one or two games. Like, just for example, I know Pacific Drive is part of it, and I would have loved to play it, but I know it's coming out soon. Mm -hmm. So I would go and find like other smaller games that are similar, maybe in the same kind of category and pick one or two out there and try to try them out. Um, that's kind of how I go about it. Cause there's no way I can fit. Well, however many you've been playing Matt. <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to yeah. quick addendum Pacific yeah. drive for uh, deck owners. It's not going to run because okay. it does need Microsoft C plus plus, which there is a way to mm. do that. But for a demo, that's way too much work. Fair, absolutely. So, I've had, yeah, yeah. I've come across one of those as well. It's um, yeah. this I forgot, I forgot what was called at the top of my mind. Maybe Mark of the Deep, I think it's called. Um, it's mm -hmm. a pirate Souls like, and I was like, Ooh. fuck yeah, I absolutely want to play that. But yeah, yeah. I got that, <laughs> I got that notice as well. Um, yeah, I kind of echo what both of you said. Um, I, I think I've downloaded so far, at least I've downloaded forty five was my count when I shared that mm -hmm. image. I think. Um, yeah, like doom scrolling through the list, you know, obviously you have your standouts or your names that you recognize. Obviously, those are easy uh, things to add to the list. Um, but as you're doom scrolling it, like obviously you can't click into and read the description of every single game. So like mm -hmm. there are times you will, you know, I, I hate to I feel guilty doing it because it is judging a book by its cover. But like you could tell sometimes when like the capsule art isn't up to snuff or like certain things there are certain signals on the steam page um it's a pretty quick passerby but then there are clear standouts that like 
just present themselves really well. So it's like, okay, I've never heard of this before. And like, sure, I'll give it a shot. I see it's this genre that I do appreciate, that I do like. Why not? Um, when it comes to actually playing the demos, yeah, it depends on the demo itself. But I think I'm with Matt. Like, uh, give it a solid 15 at the very least, um, just so I have an idea of like what the mechanics feel like and what it's doing narratively and so on and so forth. There are times, um, and it's, it's going to come up a couple or at least once uh, during this conversation. There are times where like a demo is very meaty, um, but I'll bounce out because I don't want anything spoiled for me or I don't want to mm -hmm. retread the same steps when the game comes to launch. So I'll, I'll bounce out even if I am enjoying it. Um, or yeah, unfortunately there are times of course, because not every game is going to appeal to everybody. There are times where I'm like, okay, I think I got it. That's, that's enough. Um, I got the idea. All good. Um, but again, that just could be because it's not for me. Um, but there are other times, like the first game uh, I would like to talk about. It's a game that really quickly. Can I just played. add yes. something? Please do. Um, in addition to me not playing uh, or, or or not having the time, as I'm scrolling through, I'm one thousand percent wishlisting all the games. Like everyone oh, yeah, should be. Of course. Whether you play yeah. a demo or not, if you see something in Next Specs that you think looks rad and you like the sound of it, the screenshots, whatever, give them a wish list. Yeah, it helps because coming from good time. coming from the other side of things, uh, yeah. wishlisting makes a massive difference. Um, yeah, no matter what, I am wishlisting everything that looks appealing to me, even if I'm not downloading the demo or adding it to the list. Like if it is something that is like that, that um, I think it was Mark of the Deep, like I said, like something like that where I know it wasn't working on deck. Of course, I'm going to throw it a wishlist so I can keep up with the development and know when it's coming and know when um, there's any news dropping about release. Um, so yeah, it is massively important. I think we've talked about it on the show before, but wishlisting is very much like your favorite creator asking for a sub or a follow mm -hmm. pretty much that. And it also it's like a creator code kind of thing. Yeah. It's also a great indicator of, um, it also helps the devs track like how interested in the game and like how it can potentially do for the launch. It's also a fantastic indicator for publishers, uh, yeah. Like if a game has 150,000 wish lists and they're trying to approach a publisher, like an indie is trying to approach a publisher, that's a make or break kind of thing. So yeah, wish listing is massive. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, the, the the first game I would like to talk about that has no rules when it comes to time. Matt. Balatra. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would like to go back however many months, year, whatever, probably months. When I brought this game up, and this fucking crew laughed, like I was oh, 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 oh yeah, hold. When you oh. when you said that the other day, I don't ever ever remember there laughing at you for bringing this game up. Shit talking afoot. Yes, but because you were talking about a card game, like a essentially what we thought was a deck builder, and we we're like, what the fuck? Mike's talking about what? <laughs> Multiple jokes. Yeah. <laughs> there was definitely yes, that it's a card game. for that. For that reason. And what is this, Matt? It's a, I can't. Now I lost my voice because I'm joking. This, this is uh, poker on steroids. Uh, yes. And it's just, it's, you can't stop playing it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think this is the hardest game to explain. <laughs> yes. Poker on steroids. It is a poker roguelike. So <laughs> the goal of each round is to beat 
the blinds. You know how like in mm-hmm. poker, there are big blinds, there are small blinds. The quote unquote boss or the goal of each round is to beat the blind. The blind is the boss. And what that is, is a dollar amount or a score. So mm-hmm. your goal each round is to create hands to bump up a score. And by hands, I mean just regular poker hands, yep. two pair, full house, straight, so on and so forth. Um, each card is god this game is so much each card has uh obviously a numerical value so like if you use let's say you you have a pair of fives each five is worth five points Mm -hmm. and that hand itself is also worth however many points with a certain multiplier so that's how you're working towards getting points towards the blind um so far so good matt yeah (laughs) yeah because we're we're about to open it up (laughs) We're going to open up the pit? What's happening here? I don't know what's going on. So the really cool element, or I mean, there's so many cool elements, but one of the really cool elements is that you could, it's a little bit RPG-y, I guess, you could level up each hand. So, and the way you do this is through celestial cards. There's these planetary Mm -hmm. cards, and each planet is tied to a certain hand. So I forgot exactly what is tied to what, but let's say you draw a moon card and the moon is tied to the sh- uh, like a straight you could draw or you could drop moons to keep leveling up your straights and that way it's worth more points and you can b- bump up the multiplier a bit mm-hmm. um there are also tarot cards the tarot cards are essentially buffs abilities whether it is catered to um like it, it, you know uh targeting a certain card to make it like lucky or worth something or have some sort of ability tied to that one particular card or uh you could i i ran across a card last night that um replicates the last planet that you use so like let's say i dropped a moon and then i use that tarot card to drop another moon to do like two free levels on my straight there's things like that um and tarot cards are consumables so those, yes, those are those like the consumable, consumable items um and i think there was there was another there's a third one isn't there the jokers I've seen well, there's the jokers. jokers, but wasn't there another pack? Hold on, let me see. Let me see. There's normal packs also. So, like, let's say you could draw a pack and you could get like you could add another king of diamonds on, to your deck if you Steam, want to. On the C page, it says voucher cards. Is oh. that what you're thinking of? Okay, there's there's so vouchers also. Up. Yeah. So vouchers are tied to your runs. So like it'll give you an ability or like a, a boost for your entire run. Let's say I I forgot which one I used recently, but I don't know. Like, so like it, you can extend how many hands you can play during yeah okay uh, like plus one like hand per run discards and, yeah um that's who you're able to you get five hands per round and three discards per mm-hmm. round so like discarding like let's say you don't like some cards in your hand you could discard those and redraw um and yeah the the vouchers could affect how many hands you have how many discards you have so on and so forth um and there then are, the jokers yes there are also packs where you can change out cards in your deck so yes, like if you want to boost a certain type of card in your deck and you pull it, you can swap some stuff out. Yeah. Um, and the big thing are the jokers. You would get you're allowed to have five jokers active at once. And the jokers are essentially modifiers for the hands that you are dropping. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, I guess the easiest one to kind of talk about is like there's there's jokers tied to each suit of cards so every time you use a heart 
um, you will get times two, like an additional times four multiplier, multiplier every time you use a heart. So like, let's say you have a three of a kind that's, well, no, that's a bad example. A flush that's all hearts, you will get times four for each five of those hearts. So mm-hmm. you can really bump up your score like that. So there's things like that for each suit. Um, there's a joker I made super OP last night that every time you drop, uh, every time you use two pair, it uh, adds times four multiplier to the joker. And then you just get added that multiplier at the end of your hand. So like by the end of that, I think I had it at like times fucking like 60 or some shit. Cause I could just kept dropping two <laughs> pair. I made it super fucking OP. Um, yeah. It just, it's like really interesting, like strategy when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like if you think that you are dropping a lot of straights, a lot of flushes, a lot of certain suits, like you could cater your jokers to how you play and like really taking advantage of multipliers to dominate those, those blinds, dominate those scores. Um, I think the last little bit going back to the blinds, there are boss blinds as well. And I keep, I I think the way they're kind of signaling a run is by ante. And I think it's like five antes, which just Mm -hmm. means like you, you did a small blind, a big blind and a boss blind five times. I've only gotten to the fourth boss. Um, And no matter what, I just keep like, they keep changing and keep rotating, but um, the bosses have specific buffs to them as well, or specific, um, I guess, attributes. Yeah, yeah, gameplay mechanics. So, like, there's one, for example, that um, once you use a hand, like, you're only allowed to use that hand. So, like, I would drop a straight, and that's the only hand that would count for that entire round. So, like, if you didn't have the ability to drop a straight, you couldn't do anything. So, like, you would have to, like, really be strategic when it comes to, like, your discards and how many hands you have because you only have five hands and three discards, depending on how your run is going. Um Another one, and Matt, I wish I took a fucking screenshot of this one. Another one is uh, only your first hand that you draw is visible, and then yeah, after yep, that, yeah, everything that one too. Is, Fuck that one. Yep, <laughs> everything is uh, <laughs> hidden from you. It's like face down. Uh-huh. Matt, I picked the the five cards to the right just to like throw something out there. Mm-hmm. I got a fucking straight. Fuck you. I, I, <laughs> I had, don't know I how had that fucking high card. Worked. I had high card. <laughs> It was nuts. But um, yeah, man, there's just something about this gameplay loop is just, I don't know what it is. Like, I knew I would dig it, but like, this is all I could fucking think about. It's it's so fucking good. Brilliantly simple and just super engaging. It sounds a lot like like you guys have been playing My Fever Dreams from last week. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I think a lot of uh, poker games in your fever dream. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And I think what's really works to its advantage is like the vibe as well. Like it has this like really playful, just like old tool carnival carnival kind of vibe. Like the Mm -hmm. jokers are really like really articulately designed and like they're really playing around with like the celestial stuff and and the planets and just like it um, sometimes has like that weird like the the title screen reminds me of like the Hotline Miami title screen where yeah. it's like very mm-hmm. I don't know how vapor wavy I guess like it's that yeah. kind of just tone and aesthetic and I think that really plays into the delight of the experience overall. Ooh, I did a lot of talking there, Matt. What any additional thoughts about Bellatra? Uh, I think we hit on all of them. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's really understated like how addicting this game is. Like. You go into it and like, okay, yeah, I, I understand poker. Okay, I'll play a hand and we're like, oh, oh, I got a joker. Oh, 
uh, this Joker does the leftmost Joker, so I can get that twice. And then, oh, this Joker does times eight or times 20, depending on what it rolls, kind of like a D20. And like, it, it gets so complex, but it's still just fun. You're like, one more, just one more. Like, what yeah. roguelikes are supposed to be, um, which don't exactly gel with either of us. But this thing is just like, yeah, it's working, man. Can I can I ask a question of are you timed like are you in a a rush to to make your moves or can you plan them out? Nope. You can plan them out. You can take your time. Like there's no as far as I'm maybe there's some boss stuff later on. Because I'm just Mm -hmm. seeing like Mm -hmm. in motion. It just feels so fast and frenetic. That's a little overwhelming. Sure. Yeah. But but knowing that you can take your time and kind of plan out your multiplayer multiplier moves and whatever. Sounds good to me. I love a good poker game. I've wishlisted it on PlayStation. Because it's coming out on the 20th. It's like two weeks away. Yeah. I, a little bit inside baseball, but like I I, I requested a, a key. I really hope those keys hit before my train yeah. on Sunday. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Um, I forgot to mention also there's there was two additional elements, um, like the progression aspect from run to run um, throughout your throughout your runs after each round you uh get the ability to um purchase cards in a shop you could purchase jokers you could purchase booster packs which are either your tarot cards your your celestial stuff or just additional cards in general um you could sell cards you could do all uh, you give vouchers um every round you you get a bit a bit of money to spend in that shop um there is a mechanic where you are essentially doing a pokemon kind of thing where you are discovering cards so it's like it is encouraging you to try new things so like mm-hmm. if there's a joker that you haven't used they'll say not discovered and then that will go into i forgot what it's called i think it's just called collection that'll go into your collection i think there's like 400 jokers in the full launch i think Damn. so it's like some kind of wild fucking number um and as you are discovering new cards you are unlocking new starting decks as well so i just unlocked the second deck I think it was it's called the celestial deck which gives you two of those tarot cards that um mimics the last moon that you or last planet that you use mm-hmm. so that that was where the example of like leveling up my straight twice in a row came in um so yeah i'm really interested to see like what some of those like late game decks come like are, are like and and those like just starting abilities and starting buffs because yeah man it's oh this game got me. Like even last night, I was playing some other demos, and I was just like, I, I, you know, obviously, I downloaded forty-five fucking things. I was like, okay, what's next? Oh yeah, I can play this, or, yep, <laughs> I can do another run, you know. So yeah, so far I've put, I think I put two hours into this fucking game. <laughs> and like <laughs> I, I, I know it's not, but like I really wish progression carried over, but it's fine. It's whatever. It's a delay. I'll play it again. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Oh, give me the year, Blacho. I can't believe it. Um, Matt, give me another. I did a lot of talking there. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Baladins. Um, okay. I did uh, briefly touch upon this. Well, I forget what the topic of the episode was. I think it was just like games we were interested in mm-hmm. coming up or what we saw in the previous year. But it's it's essentially a... Aesthetically, it looks like Paper Mario a little bit. But it is essentially just a D&D game. And you can play this with three friends. And you have all your you have your character sheet when you press pause. Uh, you roll the die all the time. Um, but it's cute. It's 
lovely like the characters the personalities and stuff that you run with like i've never played an actual dd game with somebody but this is what i imagine like people you actually know and love who crafted a dd game that you played with this is probably that um i just i love all the characters and the personalities and everything but it's also a time loop uh story so like there's this festival and you're trying to get everything in together and you have seven days but it's it's definitely not possible to do that the first loop uh so you can go through and go through another loop you can continue on with that same set or try to change things up see if some different outcomes come through i only went through like maybe like this much of and like i'm making a small circle with my hand uh of the map so like there's a big amount to this game so i imagine there's um different ways to move further quicker in that seven day spread um but yeah, I, I loved it. It's just just really cozy D and D RPG game um, with lovely characters. Is there any like? Um, yeah, no. It, I'm looking at it. it. Looks cute as all hell. As uh, uh, one of my favorite things about D and D, and just you know from Baldur's Gate, just watching is how combat works. Is there combat here? And, and have you gotten a chance to like level up? And is that like a satisfying thing? So uh, you can level up your stats. So like uh, when you go into town, um, there's like three different things you can do. um, And each town has their own different uh, activity that you can level up a different stat. Um, Combat, I haven't, maybe this is how combat works in D&D, but it's essentially a dice roll. Um, So like there was this thief that I ran into and like I could have either just given him the money or check my uh skill with the specific stat and there was a dice roll and i won um as far as like any like rpg mechanic like turn-based fighting and everything like that i haven't come across that so i don't know if that's in there it might just not be there it might be more focused on story and just enjoying that with your friends even just having that you know that classic DD up to chance kind of rolls when you just run into like thieves and bandits whatever it's fine by me because i think it's fun to fail and um so if they if they just have like fun loop i don't care if i fail as long as i it's fun to do and it looks super cute i love how like the landscape as well is not paper crafty it's like Mm -hmm. it reminds me of um oh my goodness link's awakening on the switch okay yeah Mm -hmm. like those kind of models in the landscape with your paper little characters it's very Mm -hmm. cute also, it's something we've like something that's been around for a while. So I'm excited to, you know, this seemingly is a sign of like probably soon. So that's good. To yeah. Know. Awesome. I would imagine. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. Sick. Um, where do I want to go next? Uh, let's let's talk about the two Devolver joints that dropped during this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which we we knew for about for a while. The other, a brand new announcement from last mm-hmm. week. Um, Matt, did you get to play either of these? I played through the latter. So let's talk about the first one, then the one that we've known about for a bit, Pepper Grinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Y'all, good. Devolver made a Mario. Yeah, <laughs> simple as that. Like it very much is reminiscent of 2D Mario, and I'm happy to report that it feels great to play. It mm-hmm. is super fun. The levels are great and super great to great and super great. They're great and super great to navigate. Um, 
Yes, if you're unfamiliar, Pepper Grinder is a 2D platformer where uh, you play as a character with a giant drill in her hand, and you are traversing these levels by drilling into the ground and using your momentum to kind of like soar through tunnels and and soft dirt and whatnot. Um, playing a secrets to uncover, uh, you know. Anime fans know. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Never mind. Don't even. Uh, Plenty of secrets to uncover. Um, Really fun, just like intricate, like platforming, not puzzles, but like platforming challenges, I guess. Um, But yeah, no, this really is just like Devolver publishing a 2D Mario game. Like it's through and through, very inspired by 2D Mario. Like each level has five hidden coins and like you are just going through to get to the end of, of, to not really a flagpole, but like to raise a pirate flag and... Mm -hmm it's great like there's not much to really say about it aside from like it's great it feels great i'm really excited to play more i think the demo only takes you through like three or four levels but like i'm even just like that span of three or four levels it like first level was like really obviously really simple like you were able to like get all five points easily stuff like that and make it make it through but like towards like the end of the demo it's like i have no idea how i missed coin number two and three i I definitely need to go back and and retread my steps so it's definitely gonna be one of those games where it's like okay i'll see it through just like naturally and yeah definitely gonna go back and grind out for these these coins and like try to 100 percent this thing how's how satisfying is the platforming and how smooth is it because i got like somewhat celeste vibes from like dashing mm-hmm. and so like it, it's like the digging and and because and, i i'm watching a clip of it where you're digging into the ground and then coming up and going up to a higher level of dirt and then going yeah. down to another one and like the momentum seems very satisfying. Does it feel good to play? Yeah. Momentum feels way? good. Um, and there, there's even little things where like, if you need to reach a higher level of dirt or a higher platform, like there's a, while you're in the dirt, there's like a little bit of a dash mechanic. So like you could dash in, the, you could dash while in the dirt out of the dirt and kind of propel yourself up a little bit higher. Sweet. Like that's how, that's how you'll find some of these secrets and, and, overcome some of these like slight platforming challenges that are on kind of the critical path are there bosses um, are you fighting anybody i haven't seen anything yet okay there there was nothing in the demo um i i'm kind of assuming i'll also say it's also presented in a mario 3 like overworld map that's like super delightful hand-drawn like wonderfully am- an- animated um I mean, yeah, it's definitely wearing its inspiration on its sleeve. So I kind of like just based on that, like talking about the, the new Super Mario series and stuff like that. Um, I'd imagine each world is going to end with a boss. Sweet. Or like some sort of like, you know, Bowser fight at the end, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, I'm it's in. super great. It's super great. Uh, and then, yeah, the other one we were alluding to is uh, or alluding to. Um, damn, y'all, it's been a long month. <laughs> alluding to uh is children of the sun I, li- I like how you yeah, say that man. when we're only eight days in by the way right it's been a long uh, <laughs> year a long year let's say <laughs> uh yeah matt dude the, yeah it, it rocks <laughs> so i um, must have missed this in my sickness they just sure. announced a brand new devolver game last week oh my god Kyle, yeah that's... so um all right, I'm I think it, it was <laughs> when was the state of play? Not the Final Fantasy one. Was that last week? That was Thursday. No, Tuesday of last week. Wednesday. 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 Week. Sure. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Because we were supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, 
on Monday last week before the state of play, Devolver just randomly tweeted out like, hey, new game announcement. It's coming, coming this week. Wow. And we're like, okay. oh. Okay, cool. Um, so I assumed it was going to be during the state of play. Even like we did a the indie council did a live react. And I was just waiting for it, and it didn't happen. Uh, and then the day after on Thursday, they were like, "Hey, Children of the Sun, come to the next fest, check it out." It's like, oh, okay. Uh, first off, the Children of the Sun announcement trailer, one of the best trailers I've seen in quite some time. It is such a killer fucking tone piece for what this game is. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And Matt, feel free to jump in whenever mm. I miss something or fuck anything up. Um, this game, to try to like simply explain it, to, to give you some sort of pinpoint idea, the game kind of feels like volume. Where, am I not correct in that? No, I, I understand what you're okay. putting down. <laughs> Thank you. Picking up what I'm putting down. Um the game feels like volume. You play as a whoever this protagonist is. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> whoever this protagonist is. Uh, the story setup, it seems like your father maybe what got wrapped up into this cult called the Children of the Sun and like they mm-hmm. killed him. And so you're out just getting revenge on this cult. Um, we I, Matt is nodding and shaking his head and stuff. We don't, we're just kind of, I'm just kind of assuming father, brother, whatever it may be. Um, so the right. whole it's, setup it's not is, clear. yeah, it's not clear. Uh, presented beautifully in like these like highly detailed illustrations that are like slightly animated and like the, the aesthetic and the, the art direction is fucking killer throughout. Um, I felt like so I was what, playing Mandy the game. <laughs> yeah. So what the game is, um, as so there's kind of like two phases to each uh level let's say Mm -hmm. you start each level as your character and you you are moving from left and right to uh around essentially an arena let's say you're like circling around an arena Mm -hmm. um, or semicircle or however the stage is set up and what you're doing is yes technically you're not actually circling like you have for anyone who's played any of the old uh, quarter baseball arcade machines where you only have like um yeah i want to say like 35 degree of a circle that you can move that's essentially what it is and it's yeah now that i think about it like that is kind of what this is you're trying to figure yeah. out best angle where to start so yeah you are essentially um like scoping out an area where the cult is hanging out so during this phase you are trying to pinpoint where each number where each cult mu- where each cult member is in order to take them out as efficiently as possible. Uh, it's very reminiscent of like doing the far cry outposts and like, you were just marking folks. Mm-hmm. So like during mm-hmm. this portion, you are just going down your sniper rifle and like marking your, your targets. The second phase is firing your weapon. So you shoot your, your, your bullet. You only have one bullet, by the way, you shoot your bullet, you hit a target. Once you hit a target, your bullet stops and you're able to restrictively, you're able to, well, not restrictively, no, this phase you get full 360. You're able to um, aim your bullet midair while it's still inside the corpse uh, and everything is moving in super slow motion. So you're looking around, you're looking that for your next target. That is so fucking cool. It is so fucking <laughs> sick. Uh, so you're looking for your next target. You scope him out while he's like running in slow motion away. You hit the right trigger again, it fires at the next target and you're just doing that over and over and over again 
Um, and it's kind of like just puzzles. You were trying to, again, figure out the most efficient way to hit each one of your targets and the most logical path of getting everybody with one single bullet. Cause there are like, obviously it starts out pretty simple, but as you go on, there are like houses you have to take into account. There are moving Mm -hmm. cars that you have to take into account. Like you have to, there are people under bridges and people on top of towers. They have to try to like figure out how to do it in one single run without hitting any obstructions. Cause once you hit an obstruction, the round is over. You have to do a quick restart. Kyle Stevenson. That, that, that was my question. What happens oh, okay. if you miss? It just it just yeah, restarts so it's just at the beginning. Quick restart. Yeah. Okay. Um, and each round, it I mean, once you like get it, it, it does the Hotline Miami quick restart kind of thing. And like once you do a round, like a round doesn't take more than a couple of minutes. Like once you like, you, it's very much just like working out this puzzle. Um, and uh, everything you've marked is still marked. Everything you marked is still restart. marked, which is great. So you don't have Love to do that, that process again. Yeah. Um, though I wasn't really using the markers like this, but like each marker is numbered one through whatever it may be so you can do it as like okay i want to hit this person first let me mark him first do this person second i'll mark that number two so you know where you're looking but in my mind i was like all right i'm gonna go to three four six two one done (laughs) um and later on in the demo and i i'd imagine they're going to keep on adding mechanics um they introduce the ability to mid-air slow down your bullet and like restrictively kind of guide Mm -hmm. it a little bit so let's say um let's say it's just in a straight line me wall target you could shoot a little like to the left of the wall and then while it's in the air hold left trigger to slow time slow down time and then move it around the wall kind of like wanted style yeah i was gonna say i wish i had a soundboard like (laughs) you're gonna learn how to curve a boat And then uh, towards the end of the demo, they introduce a thing where if you hit an enemy's weak point, um, you I think you hit two weak points, you get the ability to stop the bullet midair and essentially redo your tracking. So like you could, I, there was an instance where like you, I had to like go through a roof up top. So I shot immediately up in the air. I hit the trigger to stop motion completely and just retract my stuff where I could do full 360 again and hit my target down below. Mm-hmm. Um the game slaps dude and there's a a whole leaderboard system so you're trying to like do it in uh, as little time as possible with uh as little moves as possible as well Mm -hmm. i haven't figured out how to hit two people with one bullet no matter how many times i tried and thought i got it it didn't work um maybe that maybe they're taking into like because you could shoot like uh, gas tanks and stuff to trigger big explosions probably taking that stuff into account uh there's also secret challenges as well like each stage has like a little sentence that it comes with so it's like uh the roof one, for example, was something like something in the sun or like something in the breeze, the air, the roof, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I knew that like I had to shoot this person through the fucking roof. Um, yeah, the game rocks. Can, can I point out something that I just truly love? And it's a small, tiny thing. Mm-hmm. Most people probably will look over it and be like, Kyle, you're you're over exaggerating. I love how simplistic the uh, reticle is for the, yeah. the aim for the gun. Just a simple, tiny little crosshair. That's what I was looking up That's for. That's all you need. And, and, and I love how the horizontal lines are longer than the vertical. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. very stylized. I like it a whole lot. That's all. Whew. Matt, you got anything to that? I did a lot of talking there again. <laughs> uh, the aesthetic. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, it, it is like that Mandy. Like, it's that, like, 
harsh contrast with like deep pinks, bright yellows, uh, uh, and reds to pop out. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know anything else to liken that style to, but it's just, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a little of a little bit of like low poly grunge horror mixed mm-hmm. with like Borderlands or something with like darker tones, harsher lines, like. Is that art style and art direction devolverized? Like, granted, this is a game that Devolver picked up. Like, this was right. an independent Devolver before that, but it very much fits that vibe mm-hmm. of like a skate story, which was also pre-Devolver. But um, it's like, we're not getting Hotline Miami three, so here you guys go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there are times where I uh, legitimately felt stuck, but it, it gave that like real sense of reward. Once you you finally figured out like how to get things, but then mm-hmm. of course your mind goes like, "How the fuck do you do the challenge?" Also, like, how are you supposed to be able to bend the bullet this way and get that motherfucker under the bridge while also getting the dude through the roof? And yeah, it's it's really interesting. I probably <laughs> I'm way too dumb to figure it out in that sense, but just like even nailing the just nailing it in any way that you can is so satisfying and so rewarding. Mm-hmm. Really excited for this one. Until I inevitably get frustrated towards the end game, and I'm too dumb to figure this out on my own. But at least for the ride in the in the, the first half, at least we'll see. Um, Matt, give me another. Let's see. Chasing chasing the unseen. Okay. Did did you guys get any eyes on this one? Uh, no. Okay, so you might yeah. know of it before because we've we've seen this game before, and I believe Jill Grote also wrote a piece on this last year. It is a trippy platformer in the vein of like a Shadow of the Colossus, where you have your stamina uh, gauge for climbing. Uh, there's a giant octopus floating around in space. Uh, there's a Breath of the Wild like parachute gliding mechanic and it looks like little capybaras uh running around uh but my my god uh the the, the sense of scale like it's it's not like you're on like a planet or anything like that you are in a void and there's just platforms there's trees and you're just going from a to b and like this huge octopus is just we're like going around and at one point you do have to climb on it uh, to finish that level and it's there's only two levels in the demo um so pretty short but it's i can't like i played this on the steam deck but i can't imagine playing this on like the tv and just seeing like that huge octopus floating around and everything like i'm ready to just lose <laughs> myself in this game hell yeah nice yeah it's been on my radar for a bit i'm excited to jump into it um Talk about Crypt Custodian really quickly. The boy Kyle Thompson coming back with another banger after Islets. Uh, this is one uh, where I alluded to earlier um, that like it's a beefy demo, but I jumped out relatively quickly because I didn't want anything spoiled for me. Um, y'all know how much I adore Islets. I think it's like one of the most well-designed modern Metroidvanias out there. One of the most innovative me- modern Metroidvanias out there. Um, Kyle's just doubling down and doing it again with Crypt Custodian. And I, again, I, I 
did like the basics just to get a feel for combat some of the narrative beats the writing the world itself nailing it on all fronts um it is charming it is funny the combat feels super fluid super great traversal feels fun the world feels i'll just use the word again fun to explore and just like roam around and trying to find hidden paths and whatnot um one thing i did notice it feels like this game maybe in the same universe as islets because there is a certain um if you played islets and if you played the cryptic custodian demo um in the background um there are these giant like skeleton fish things like it's a it's a it's a fish skeleton but like elongated kind of like a snake that's just kind of like going through the skies and stuff in islets i noticed that in crypt custodian which is really cool mm-hmm. so it feels like he's he may be building some sort of shared universe um i should have also mentioned uh, what the game setup is like yes it's a metrovania but uh you're essentially a a cat who passed away he kind of looks like harley so i got emotional um and you are going up to you're essentially in purgatory i guess and you're going up to the person who decides if they're going to let you into essentially this game's version of heaven or just outside the gates like just outside of heaven um and it seems like like once you finally meet that person like you had a great life your family treated you well you treated your family well like all is good um but they she noticed that like during the tutorial section you smashed all of her uh statues so she sends you outside the the gates of heaven um it's super great i love it so much i again only played about 15 minutes of it just because i don't want it spoiled um so can't wait for more. Stoked. Jokey Salam. Jokey Salam. Custodian. Let's go, baby. Ooh. Matt, back to you. Uh, have you heard of Eclipsium? No. Uh, oh, look at it. Really quick, look <laughs> okay. at it. Um, do you spell it? What do you say? Eclipsium? Uh, so uh, think of Eclipse without the E at the end and uh, just uh, E-M. So I <laughs> yeah, and uh, so like this is like early computer like VGA graphics. Oh, I this is on my list. I downloaded it. <laughs> this is a trippy ass game. Like it's a, I didn't come into any conflicts. So like I, I I guess it would fall in that realm of like walking simulator, quote unquote. Um, but the the graphics they don't stay the same color. Like it's a rotation of different uh, VGA filters um, throughout the game and don't eat the mushroom. Uh, (laughs) But essentially you're, you're, you're walking through this area and at certain points, doorways become doorways to somewhere else that it shouldn't be. So like I was on a boat and I walked outside of the cabin of the boat and I turned around and looked back into where the cabin should be. And it was a factory. So it does that like mind bending uh, portal kind of thing and it's just like the cutscenes look like fmvs they they evoke that style kyle uh welcome to the next installment of kyle asking are these graphics considered crunchy are these graphics considered crunchy no. oh damn no it. i they, thought i had it <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll like, get there uh, i haven't seen a game like this uh, in the indie space like i've seen no, games it, from late 80s that look like this yeah <laughs> you know what it kind of looks like hmm. if somebody did a first person take on og mortal Kombat, kind of because it looks realistic like the hands look real yeah 
the fluidity of picking up items as well too is like freaking me out a little bit it's so smooth there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things <laughs> listen you got me a trippy and surreal horror game yeah i'm in Don't and yeah i did download this did you play this on deck <laughs> yeah i did did it, it, it was running well on deck yep and uh there is an Great. easter egg in there uh if you find it i'm not gonna mention it because i think it's kind of sure. becoming a trash meme at this point but um yeah. <laughs> sure <laughs> okay yeah this looks killer um i i as soon as you as soon as i pulled it up i was like oh yeah i downloaded this of course i downloaded this but i just blanked on the name yeah it's dope um i just want to give a shout out quickly to this one grippy golf is something i've had my eyes on for a while i was Um, gonna ask you on that name alone (laughs) grippy golf love me golfing god love me golfy games love me the uh it's a it's a mini golf game but the 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 I guess shtick is that a huh, stick because grippy um, everything your ball hits uh, it sticks to. So like you could it's pretty mm. much Katamari golf. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah. OK, uh, I didn't play too, too much of it just because I didn't love the golfing mechanics. I didn't okay. love mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. you're aiming and shooting and whatnot. I got to give it another go. Like, I, I think this may be better suited for uh, controller versus Steam Deck kind of situation. Um, but wanted to give it a shout out because I've, I've had my eyes on it for a bit it, it looks like you can maneuver the ball midair too a little bit yeah like you could dash um yeah i've only played a couple of the holes so far but um it's good it's just i think steam deck's probably not the best place for it fair so i, I want to revisit it once i'm once i'm back home with a just a controller um but kyle i want to talk about hashtag blood let's go Ooh. hometown Ooh, yeah. heroes uh, yeah, I, I, we, I think we found out last year. It's like uh, the studio name is Exit Seventy Three Studios. Like, wait a second, Exit Seventy Three is my exit, <laughs> and I looked it up, <laughs> and they're in my hometown. Um, and that's super, super wild. I don't know them, but I, I want to meet them and, and talk to them about it. D- they've done work on like other indie games, as well as a bunch of like Nickelodeon shows, like animation shows. storyboards or whatnot. <laughs> um. Tell me all about it. It's, it's it's their first game that they're making, yes. I think. Um, I hope it's good. Like, is it good? It is. is it uh, so uh, the setup is you play as a, uh, a girl, a uh, young girl, first day of high school, um, and you essentially uh, discover this book from your mom, and and there's vampires stuff involved. There's vampires afoot. Uh, you don't really get too dig- deep into the story during the demo, mm-hmm. but it's essentially like high school girl and her high school friends versus vampires and all this like gnarly stuff um it is top-down adventure beat em up kind of style um and yeah what kyle was saying like the studio has uh you know credits in like nickelodeon shows and whatnot if you like if i was unfamiliar with this game and somebody was playing like some of the cutscenes and like even just the game in action and like i didn't realize they were playing a video game this is easily a modern cartoon network show this yep. like i am like you know like there a lot of i feel like there are a lot of games that do try to do like this like heavily like network tv cartoon animation style that and mm-hmm. try to translate it to a game like the cutscenes like always like of course the cutscenes are gonna look great but like the gameplay maybe doesn't like totally fit this is so seamless i cannot believe that the game looks like this and the game op- runs like this and I can't believe the Steam Deck was able to run it. I I know like the Steam Deck is very powerful and could run like Control and Jedi Survivor shit like that, but like 
the fact that it was like seamlessly smooth and like it felt like I was playing a cart like I was playing Adventure Time like I was playing Steven Universe or whatever it may be. Um, it, it it looks like it's trying to evoke uh, Gindi Tartoski. Um so like uh, Powerpuff Girls, like Samurai yeah, Jack. Exactly. Like Yeah, it feels like that and like what I took away from it was like it, it very much felt like a Steven Universe sort of aesthetic mm. or or an adventure time. Um, but I agree with Powerpuff Girls in terms of the character, the writing, and just like the attitude of the game. It's very much like 90s Nicktoons or like early 2000s Nicktoons in terms of the writing and the story and just like a lot of the like it's um there's there's no voice actor or anything, but it does the um it's only fresh in my mind because I just played Celeste 64, but the way Celeste delivers lines with a um, it's so good. And there's so much characterization in that voice paired with how they, um, you know, they do the persona, like big, take up half a screen character and, and student right. mouth and facial expressions and whatnot. It doesn't need VO. Like it, there's just so much in that, that it just executes so mm-hmm. well um, in terms of gameplay. Gameplay is solid. Like I have like, minor little like nitpicks when it comes to like the dodge rolls and stuff like that like i'm I not a fan right. of mm-hmm. like i'm not i'm never a fan of one like you dodge roll and like it stops the, the momentum like that always like bugs me but like it's not bad and sometimes it does feel a little sticky to like your directional feels a little sticky like maybe i'm trying to punch something north but like um or i'm trying to punch something like a little bit to the the right but like i'm punching like directly north instead so like there's little things like that it doesn't feel bad but it's like it's solid it's serviceable but like you're you're really coming here for the characters the the story right. the setup and obviously the animation that's the star here uh, any hints it? at like no. upgrades or different weapons you can use um there is a store like somebody is selling stuff out of their locker but that seemed like more item based um, gotcha. The collectibles okay. are essentially pogs. Hell yeah. And I never in my life would I have thought that a piece of media, a game, a TV show, whatever it may be, but particularly a game uh, would have a Mr. Bubbles reference. My childhood <laughs> uh, bubble bath serum, we'll call it. Uh, I, I found a pog and it was Senor Bubble in the pink bottle with a little Mr. Bubble with a mustache. I was like, man, you guys fucking understand the assignment. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But no, I, I feel like it's just going to be a straight up um, action adventure, beat em up kind of, kind of game. Mm-hmm. But Matt, you played it. I did. Um, I stopped right as you go inside the school and it does the cartoon oh. title card thing. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's really that's good. so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. My, my, my small, tiny, uh, gripe was uh this game you do take damage when you touch an enemy um and there is a like tutorial boss fight thing and i kept accidentally running into the enemy when trying to punch them um so that that's my tiny little gripe but other yeah, than I that could, like that's a problem yeah it's uh yeah it's, it's cute as all hell <laughs> it really is yeah that boss fight in particular like one you're you have to execute essentially a power move i wouldn't call it a special move or anything but it's essentially you dodge roll and towards the tail end of the dodge roll you hit punch so you do like an uppercut um timing those is tricky because like Mm -hmm. yeah you'll you will accidentally just run into the boss and you get knocked back and then you have to do it again yeah so like again like combat 
serviceable, but you're here for the vibe. The animation, the story, the characters. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, selfies yeah, Matt, are cute too. <laughs> the selfie, yeah, they're like another collectible. Like, that too, like the way they utilize like social media, like there's a whole social media platform that I think it's called Percher. It's, it's Twitter. Um, but yeah, you're taking selfies in certain spots and like they're kind of like a collectible and you see all your friends commenting on it and like just adding context to the world. Um, that's how you do your quest as well. Like your entire quest structure is in there and that's how you get like, like you'll post like, um, Oh, I need to find the hot or I need to find a snack for this person in the library. Where should I go? Um, and then they'll say like in the comments, they'll say like, Oh, I heard Mitch had something like that in his locker, so on and so forth. So like, that'll be like kind of like your hint system, but like in a really, thoughtful and well done like contextual mm -hmm. way like it's not beating you over the head with like go to the locker with like a little sign point um but yeah it's charming as all hell I, i'm excited to dig in dig into it more same uh matt you got another i want there's i want to save that one for last if, if you know what i mean if you also played it the first game on your list no, the last game. The last game on my list. Oh, gotcha. What letter does it start with? M. Okay, I don't have that on here, so we're good. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. <laughs> uh, Botany Manor. Um, yeah, I might have. I, I highlighted some to talk about because I played sure, like twenty sure. some games. I don't want to be here all night. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna talk about two more. Right. <laughs> Same. So, like, I have one more after this. Uh, I appreciate your friendship too, Matt. <laughs> all right kyle you want to be in that chair for uh no no no, no 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 i love you very much uh but botany manor uh we saw this for the first time last year um it's like a you could liken it to kind of like an escape room type puzzle game but to me it was far more chill uh, uh relaxing like there are benches and chairs that you can just sit <laughs> just to look at the landscape um but it's really cool because you're trying to pot different seeds and um so like in the that the first puzzle like you're trying to clean clear up a uh, smog that's in your little observatory and uh so you have to figure out what uh climate that this one seed will grow in like obviously it grows way quicker than a normal plant would um but it's it's nice little puzzles that aren't too hard but like it also affects the environment so like you're seeing the effect of your work and it's just it's a cool game it, it's it's chill um i love i'm not a huge horticulture person but like this makes me respect it more like i love seeing all the different things like oh it needs to be in this type of soil like there is a puzzle where you have to change the ph of the soil with different chemicals and stuff like that so it's it's really cool Damn. it's beautiful mm -hmm. it's another pretty. one's been floating around for a while so I'm excited to see like people starting to get their hands on it. Uh, it sounds like I'm too dumb for it. I'm a gamer, not a scientist. <laughs> uh, next one I want to talk about is Haunty. Another one that's been floating around for quite some time. Um, got a lot of praise out of uh, the play days from uh, Summer Game Fest. Um, yeah, this is their first public demo, it seems like. Um, man. Uh, I tweeted out earlier, I think Haunty is very much going to be this year's Gree. Mm. Um, it is kind of another one. It's like kind of hard to describe. Um, an adventure game. You play as a little ghost, somebody who has been recently deceased. 
um, or is recently deceased, not has been deceased. That's that's not a verb. Uh, <laughs> and you are dropped into what you assume is some sort of afterlife. You, I, I, it seems like the impression is that it is purgatory, and you are just trying to figure out who you are and, and what is going on because you have no recollection of who you were in, in the land of the living, mm-hmm. and you're just finding out that you're you're dead. Um, first and foremost, the game is utterly stunning. Um, very much, uh, it's, it's like that scratchy illustration style that I so adore. Um, it's literally just lines in like stark black, white, tan. Mm. Um, it's, yeah. Um, again, really hard to describe. It's something that you have to just kind of like see to understand what I'm talking about, but very minimalistic, but like really minimalistic in uh, color palette, but really intricate in illustration, all hand-drawn illustration, seemingly hand-drawn animated um it is just like you haven't seen anything like this before it's it's nuts um and yeah it is just a little platformer with like minor combat uh, not platformer uh, adventure game with a uh, touches of twin stick shooter in there so you're going around um following the path and there are elements sometimes you'll see little enemies there so you're doing the twin stick shooter kind of thing with your right stick um you could haunt certain items to either find secrets unlock forms of taking out an enemy um figuring out little environmental puzzles um but i do want to touch on just more of the narrative stuff because just that's what feels like the big purpose of this game is um it doesn't give you too much in the beginning, but it's something that is rewarding as you go on. Uh, in the demo, you will eventually meet an angel. Um, and I love that this game does the thing where it's like the, it's the take on an angel that like has like all those fucking eyes and stuff, like the really gnarly take mm-hmm. on an angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then eventually like it goes from that to like, it's a really great animation of going from that to like just a more like, catholic christian angel with wings and shit traditional Um, when you think of an angel yeah um and essentially the angel is guiding you to i to a place to a tower you find the tower and there is this um it's very reminiscent of the uh one of the segments in celeste where you were just like flying upwards you were essentially flying upwards with the angel trying to gather feathers and just essentially making your way up to heaven and then suddenly like chains wrap around your body and you're just dragged back down. So it seems like the setup of the game is like to make it out of purgatory and find out who you are. Um, there's not much to say beyond, beyond that because it's really like the, the demo doesn't give you too much. It's a lot of exploration. It's a lot of just giving you a taste of what the journey you're going to be taking is. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the idea ideas of the mechanics and whatnot, but like playing through the demo was very reminiscent of what I felt during greed. I think it's going to be a heavily personal, emotionally gripping tale and just delivered in some of the most all striking visuals that you've ever played with a controller or seen in, in a piece of media. Kyle Stevenson. Um, haven't heard this game like in motion in action. Yeah. This game looks like it has a great soundtrack. Does it have a great soundtrack? Yeah, very um I know yeah, Matt. It it's does. a weird statement. <laughs> uh it, again, like I, I think being reminiscent of greed, a uh, part of that is the score and the and and yeah, the soundtrack. Um sweeping orchestral kind of stuff, like very 
much tonally matches like the action on screen and what you're doing and the character's story and journey. Not a great answer, but that's what no, I got for you. No, that's fine. The only reason I ask is because I'm looking at the scene <laughs> page and somebody wrote that it's a beautiful ethereal soundtrack. So I was just yeah, curious if it adds to it. Yeah, for sure. It definitely adds to the environments and like the space around you. Again, it's a very visually minimalistic but complex, if that makes any sense at all. And yeah, the the score definitely adds to the um, aura of a game, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it's great. I, I really think it's gonna uh, sweep people off their feet. Again, another game that's like really hard to describe because there mm-hmm. it like doesn't give you a lot, but like it's something that everybody should give a chance and, and play. Oh, Matt, you got one more. Oh man, do I? <laughs> Echo Point Nova, y'all. Like, you're going. You're going off about this. What is it? Whoo, is this uh, the Dolphin game? No. 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 Mm-mm. Nope. This is an extreme sports first-person shooter. Um, so you can double jump. You have a grappling hook, and you have a hoverboard, my dudes. Um, <laughs> and guns. And guns. <laughs> yes, a lot of different guns. Uh, so like, trying to, so like, it's like a, a lot of different like floating islands and stuff that you're platforming through. Um. And you can find different uh, versions of the same gun you have. So I like to upgrade it, get more powerful weapons. I will say the gunplay in this game is some of the best gunplay I've felt in a long time, which for just an indie game coming out of nowhere and having gunplay better than most AAA games is huge. Um, The hoverboarding, the grappling hook, all that stuff, like some of the grappling hook is a little clunky, but hoverboarding like going off of walls like flying like going so fast like you're shooting somebody while you're on the hoverboard like it's i played the entire demo uh (laughs) so much fun what if i told you matt that these are the same devs that made severed steel oh i I own that i still need to play that um but that starts to make more sense once you say that like this game's so fun like it's just wide open playground of go do this, kill the people however you want to and do the thing. Like it's, I had a blast. Yeah. It gives now, me, um, the gunplay in particular gives me like, it's hard to tell when you're not actually playing it, but the gunplay looks like it would feel like split gates gunplay. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love split gates gunplay. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's essentially, it looks like, you know the cliche comparison titanfall but also looks a bit um oh my god why am i blanking on that annapurna game the the donut game thank you neon white neon white vibes except with guns and not mm-hmm. cards maybe and with a hoverboard yeah, yeah that, that's what i was going to ask like is this more a you're going up against other players in a fast-paced thing or you're like trying to take out every enemy in the fastest time possible to the end um so there wasn't like a a, a time trial kind of thing um there is co-op i believe um but i did there play this yeah the the single player and like there was this whole quote-unquote bo- boss that was like this huge dragonfly but it was actually like all these different platforms and there was enemies on there too but you're supposed to take out the nodes to kill the boss kind of thing so it's like it it adds a new mechanic but it's still the same mechanic kind of thing and i, I love when games do that um but the like 
the reason I love like the hoverboard so much, like there's a speed gauge in the lower left hand corner of the game, and like you can get up and go, like <laughs> you can shred, like you can do quick turns, you can do front flips and back flips if you want to. Like the sense of speed in this game, while also using weapons at the same time, it's nuts, and I just yeah had too much fun. Hell yeah. Total fucking opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Last game I would like to shout out tonight uh, on our end, at least that I want to get into um, what some of the six one community folks were playing as well. Um, A game that I discovered while we were making the list 2023, thanks to uh, how fish is made uh, from wrong Oregon mouthwashing and Kyle. Yes, this is a grunge horror game. Haven't haven't booted it up yet. Matt this game yeah so i i'm just gonna read from the synopsis because it's probably the best way to describe it at least like narratively what the setup is the five crew members of the tuplar are stranded in the empty reaches of space shrouded in perpetual sunset god is not watching (laughs) (laughs) um this game is best experienced not spoiled so i'm gonna be as light as humanly possible it is a first-person adventure game, simple puzzle solving, um, but very narrative-driven. Um, <laughs> the game, again, trying to my best to not say much. Uh, the game plays around with structure and pacing and traditional flow of a video game in really interesting ways. Where you think you're in, you're doing one thing, and then suddenly you think the game breaks and you're in another thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know like how to get into it without really like talking a lot about it and, and getting into like what it was doing narratively and like the the characters and the setup and like I don't know. It's it just like it's a really interesting, horrific take on. Um, one's mental well-being and Mm -hmm. and really delving into like psychosis and yeah um it's fucked up (laughs) that's all i could say and like next to bellatro next to bellatro this is like a game i have not been able to stop thinking about like there are some some imagery that's like not like grotesque or anything but like some really like fucked up like a twisted imagery i guess is the Mm -hmm, way to mm -hmm. put it and um yeah, and like the way that demo leaves you, I'm so intrigued to where we're going to be heading for a couple hours or however many hours it may be. Like, I urge, like, if you're not a horror person, that's okay. But like, I really urge you to check this thing out because it is such, again, an interesting, so far, interesting commentary on just mental health and like an interesting retrospective into like what a year long journey in space on this vessel. Cause that's what this whole thing is. Like the, the setup is like this five crew, uh, whatever this five person crew, uh, is on a spaceship for a year transporting goods and they don't know what the goods are. So like, it's a really interesting, um, kind of study into like, what does that do to somebody's state of mind? Like, yeah, surely it's gonna, drive you a little bit crazy like being in there for a little bit actually the best comparison i have and now i'm just it's clicking with you now this feels like sci-fi the shining that's like the best comparison i can give it what was the ben foster movie uh 
Sunshine? No, he wasn't in that. Um, per... I'm sure referring to. Keep talking. <laughs> okay, but yeah, that's kind of like the best comparison I can give it. It's Sunshine. Or sunshine. God damn it! It's it's uh, sci-fi The Shining, and like with a little bit like with a whole lot of grunge horror and in a grunge horror crunchy lens, and like Pandora. It's really twisted imagery. It is a uh, it is a killer freaking time. What was it, Matt? Pandorum. That's what I was thinking of. Oh. And uh, uh, yeah, that sounds right up their alley. Uh, if you haven't, go played How Fish Are Made. It's free. It's it's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely um, after like getting this little bit of a taste. Like, yeah, I am going to jump into it immediately. That and uh, they had another one. I want to jump into both of them immediately. Um, but man, I yeah, I sh- shot up on to the top of my most anticipated list. I cannot wait to just fully engross myself into this narrative into this adventure and just be surprised left and right because man this this game i maybe the demo was like half, half hour long or so mm-hmm. the amounts of like twists and turns this thing takes like it really they're having a lot of fun with the player and like i really appreciate when a game does that yeah it's just so fucking creative also like it, it works so fucking well <sighs> yeah very excited and yes, Kyle, like I said, crunchy. Noted. I'll ask future <laughs> games still. <laughs> uh, before we get into this weekend indie, I want to shout out folks from the community. A lot of y'all responded in the Discord. Let's get, we're going to be here for a little bit. We're going to be here for a little bit, okay? Settle in, everybody. Settle in, everybody. Saddle. Still can it. Still can it. Again, still in chat. Hello. Uh, my standouts of Thursday afternoon, 30 demos done. God bless you. Tavern Talk, Crypt Custodian, mm. Haunty, Esoteric Ebb, Ultros, Arco, and Dual Corp. Oh, Arco and Dual Corp. Uh, also heard good thing. Uh, also heard a lot of good about Bolatro and Children of the Sun. I really want to try Infest today. Infest, I didn't see. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm familiar with that one, but I'll circle back. I'll pull it up. The good sir. Hey, PD pals. This Steam Next Fest has been a real treat for me as my first one with a Steam Deck. I would like to pause right there. Yes. Next Fest with a Steam Deck. Game changer. I will say, Arco, uh, the mouse is kind of messed up on the Steam Deck. Fair. Not everything's going to work. I've Like we talked about earlier, there were a couple things that came across that just didn't work, which it's fine. It is what it is. Uh, been trying to get my hands on as many demos as I can, but have only accomplished 14 so far in the first four ta- four days. I love that like we set up this like false standard only for like, only 14 <laughs> games. It's you know, that's nothing. More than me. Uh top three, Tavern Talk, Coffee Talk meets DD, 10 out of 10. Duck Detective, The Secret Salami, uh Gumshoe Detective, but you're a duck. Oh, uh, that's a subtitle. <laughs> also uh, I thought those were two games. <laughs> uh same devs as uh, Kraken Academy. Yes, it does our friends at Crack Academy. Uh, and then Botany Manor, Escape Room, The Witness Meets Gardening. Other stand- standouts in alphabetical order, Hashtag Blood, Cabernet, Ete, Lost Twins 2, which I also have downloaded, and Magical Delicacy, which I also have downloaded. Oh, yeah, I tried that out today. Magical De- Delicacy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to dig into it. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, really quickly, going back to what Infest is, um, it's a roguelike deck builder where you it looks like a um oh my god what is the the battle tank game we talked about shell shock 
with the little tanks where you 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 oh, shoot missiles yeah, yeah, at yeah. each other. The the yeah. Um, it's similar. It looks similar to that, but you are using cards to mess with the battleground and take out enemies. Oh, and that's interesting. It looks kind. It looks kind of cool. Like you can do direct damage to an enemy. You can do damage to like a a vat of acid and drop it on people. It looks cool. Oh, okay. I might check that out. Enigma ninety eleven. Hiya. Been checking out a few more demos this year. Had fun time with Angerfoot, uh, Cat Needs, and Deathbound. Uh, full disclosure, I'm working on Deathbound. We won't touch on it. Uh, <laughs> absolutely loved Crash Course demo. It's fun chaos with great music. Haunty is adorable and is going to be an emotional tale. Hashtag Blood has a great art style and fun story. Kill a Million Rats was a sleeper with cool combo of RTS and roguelike and has me the most excited for. I think I saw Kill a Million Rats on the list. I'll have to go back to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jens, hi. Haven't played a whole lot of demos yet. Still have uh, some I want to get to, but here's what I played so far. Love the art style and general vibe of playing Conti. Anti-Paint, another showcase alum. Oh, yeah. uh, it's a really cool little arena survival game, though I hope they do... Do you notice that I do this with my glasses and I struggle all the to time, read? Mike? Right, all like the, I can't the read this. <laughs> Anti Paint is a really cool little survival uh, arena game, uh, though I hope they do more with the paint mechanic in terms of it's actually influencing the gameplay. There are some items that use it, uh, but I would love for it to be a much bigger focus. Um, and then also just played Arco. Oh my god, this is definitely going to be on my wish list. Can confirm, combat system is dope. Is as dope as it looks uh and johnson hello unfortunately two of the games i played uh either weren't compatible or wouldn't run on my steam deck so i didn't have any i didn't have any takes on pacific drive or infernal elemental uh i did get to play these two so far and matt how you say it indica indica uh it's a good question (laughs) one of those which we will have a preview from becca on the website probably Mm -hmm. tomorrow um Odd game. The game will not be for everyone, but it has a rich story. The focus on uh, focus on religion creates an interesting narrative that will lead this quote unquote visual novel to some deep places. Uh, some of the puzzles are unnecessarily complicated. The hyper realism creates an uneasy feeling, especially during some surreal moments. And Pine Hearts, cozy camping game, definitely uh, feel the quote unquote little gator game vibe. Aesthetic and gameplay are incredible for Alpha, a stellar game. Can't wait to talk about uh, that's that's gonna be fun to talk about. Afro Gundam, Oros, super sick hidden, super sick hidden gem, spleen slash curve based puzzle game uh, that you just sink hours into. Uh, Adam Gumby, shout out, um, uh, Tales of Kinzara Zhao, uh, which is that EA original um, that mm-hmm. is downloaded as well. I know it's the weird like middle ground of like it's a small right. game, but backed by ea but whatever we'll count it we'll allow it uh he says playful a handful uh but since nobody mentioned it gotta represent it's legit uh yeah i'm really excited to dig into that um and i think that's it think if that's we it, allow that could we put a bid in on it for we got allowed to we got allowed to talk about it i ain't, I ain't pulling this shit but can i add it to my fantasy critic team no that's what i'm saying no oh we already touched on it <laughs> oh these shenanigans oh <laughs> well our, uh, we did a, didn't we allow it takes two did we i forgot did anyone play that 
No, not that they didn't even play the game, but they didn't even play that in the league. I thought I somebody know. did. No, it's totally I fine. Th- we don't. We, we could not allow it. It's fine. <laughs> Fair. Speaking of not allowing things, let's allow what's happening this week in Indy. As you take a sip, my apologies. Bad timer. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, Thursday, February 13th, Fight Cram 2 comes to early access. Whoop. Flip Whoop. your opponents on their backs in this crustacean wrestling fighting game. Come up with your own strategies and use the deceivingly deep physics engine to your advantage. Challenge mighty foes in career mode or pit your crab against others in online multiplayer. Kyle, do you want Matt to read this instead? <laughs> no, it's okay. I just cleared. I cleared everything. I'm good now. Uh, Ultros PC, PS4 and 5. Ultros is a psychedelic metroidvania where you wake up stranded on the sarcophagus, a cosmic uterus holding an ancient demonic being. Trapped in the loop of a black hole, you will have to explore the sarcophagus and meet its inhabitants to understand the part you play. Hell yeah. Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, Arzette, the Jewel of Faramore, PC, PS4, 5, Switch, and Xbox Series X, a new interactive animated adventure. In this action-adventure game, Arzette must explore the kingdom of Faramore, slay fearsome foes, acquire powerful items, discover secrets, Assist colorful characters and defeat the evil Daymor. Daymor? Daymor? It's one of those. Take it away. Who's to say? Who's this to is say? a Damon. limited run uh, published game. Uh huh. And if you if you, you want to play it how you're supposed to play it, they have a controller that do they mimics the CDI controller. Oh hell <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and on Thursday, February fifteenth, Hellskate comes to PC early access. Hellskate is a skateboarding action roguelite. Grind, perform tricks, and chain combos to power up your attacks to slay the monsters of Vertheim. Combine unique weapons and gear to suit your playstyle as you fight, die, and upgrade your abilities to come back to this labyrinth over and over again. Also, Little to Left is coming to Switch, uh, coming to PlayStation 5, and Lake is coming to Switch at some point soon. No, I think... February 15th. That's why I put it under there. <laughs> well, Little to Left is the 20th on PlayStation. Oh, well, it's the 15th on Switch. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> it's coming at some I, point. I already Play have those games. on Switch, though. Yeah. Is it yeah. the DLC? Oh, maybe the DLC. Could be. Little to Left and Lake coming to a PlayStation console <laughs> and or Switch console <laughs> near you. Very soon. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to get into Clocked Out for a little bit and then uh, fucking go to sleep because, yeah, it's been a long one. We got uh, a showcase to film this weekend. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for hanging out. If you have been playing Next Fest demos, we are doing part two of the Next Fest roundup next week. So join the Discord and uh, let's talk about Next Fest demos. Give some recommendations, all that good stuff. What do you want us to talk about? What do you want us to check out? Uh, 6-1 Indie on everywhere. Love you. Good night. Bye-bye.